Welcome to the No More Late Fees podcast. I'm Jackie. And I'm Danielle. And we're just two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees rewatching some of the best and worst movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. This week, Will Smith is sweeping us off our feet in the 2005 movie Hitch. But we're not alone. We have TikTok extraordinaire Trevor Norris joining us for this one. Hi, Trevor. Welcome. We're doing well. You ready to party with Hitch? I am very scared about how much I know about this movie now. (laughs) (laughs) Surprisingly enough, my husband was quoting along to him. I didn't realize. Is that surprising? No, this is a very guy movie. No, but Jackie's husband like loves rom coms and he loves Pride he and Prejudice. So I'm oh, not likes, I'm not shocked about this one. <laughs> I've yeah. just never seen him actively sit and watch Hitch. I've seen a lot of other movies. Hitch has not been one of them. So See, Hitch is a very guy movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was worried. That, that along with Wolf of Wall Street, those are like top, top guy movies. <laughs> I was worried going in because I was like, oh, I bet this movie doesn't hold up. And I mean, I felt like it held up pretty well, but we'll get into that. Um, Yeah, we will get there. (laughs) And I I feel like this episode is going to have a ton of bonus clips. So it's super exciting. Yes. And if you're one of our Patreons, that's one of the benefits, right, Jackie? Yes. If you'd like to hop on over to patreon.com slash no more late fees and sign up to be one of our Patreon besties. You'll receive exclusive content, including those deleted scenes, stickers, ask me anything, polls, bonus videos, live Spotify playlists. And we're starting a new segment called closing time where we just have happy hour with some of our past guests. It's going to be fun. So meet us over at Patreon patreon.com slash no more late fees so i'm gonna say so tell me about the movie what is let's let's get let's get into hitch so hitch is about dating coach alex hitch hitchens played by will smith who mentors a bumbling client albert played by kevin james who hopes to win the heart of the glamorous allegra cole who is played by amber valletta While Albert makes progress, Hitchens faces his own romantic setbacks when proven techniques fail to work on Sarah Milas, played by Eva Mendes, who is a tabloid reporter digging up dirt on Allegra Cole's love life. When Sarah discovers Hitchens' connection to Albert, now Allegra's boyfriend, now Allegra's boyfriend, it threatens to destroy both relationships. Like I said, it stars Will Smith, Eva Mendez, Kevin James, Amber Valletta, as well as Michael Rappaport and Adam Arkin. It was written by Kevin Bish, directed by Andy Tennant, and you can watch it on ABC or Freeform. And you can also rent it on um, Amazon if you don't have those platforms. But before we start, let's get into our ratings rewind. So, you know the drill, before we get into any movie, we reveal our rating of our Y2K versions of ourselves would give. Then at the end, we'll see if our current selves agree with our initial rating. Our scale consists of would buy it, would buy it again. The best would play on repeat. Five-day rental. Would watch again. Two-day rental. It's okay, but nothing to write home about. Or same-day rental. Throw it into the Hudson because it's trash, baby. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't know when we're going to run out of ways to say trash, but I'm glad we haven't gotten there yet. I hope never. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Trevor. So what would, what rating would you give this movie? Like your younger version when you first saw it? Oh, since I loved Will Smith. Wait, what what is it? Out of 10 or five? It's would buy it, would buy it again. Five. So like, if you loved it the most, that would be your. Scene. You would buy it. You would buy it. You, I wouldn't you, buy it. You wouldn't no. buy it. Okay, then the next. Give me a. Give me a, <laughs> the next the rating day would rental. be five day rental. Yes, five day rental. Five day rental. Because I watch it again just because of Will Smith. That's, <laughs> and I love Will Smith. All that right. was like his my his peak of my life. Like. <laughs> Jackie. It was a would buy it. I own the uh, owned Hitch. I watched it quite a bit when it came out. Same. Would buy it. I have it on DVD upstairs. <laughs> Every episode you're like, it was up. It's upstairs. <laughs> and you know, the sad thing is that I still don't bring it downstairs to actually watch it when we have to do I don't know what's wrong with the brain. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the box office. This movie's budget was about around a range of 55 to 70 million dollars. So it was it was not an indie and it raked in 371.6 million dollars. That's that's a lot of moolah. Mm-hmm. And it is to this date the fourth highest grossing romantic comedy of all time only being beat out by My Big Fat Greek, Wed- Greek Wedding, What Women Want pretty and pretty woman so that's pretty damn good i want to talk about this top 10 list because it's all over the fucking place (laughs) and how in what world is my big fat greek wedding the top grossing romantic comedy of all time that movie just like (laughs) i don't understand and what women want with mel gibson that movie good it's always comes on tv so i know that's all i know know a lot of people watch it because it's still coming on tv at least my proposal is number seven so yes because you own the proposal jackie i do it's it's my jam i was surprised by this list i it's all over the place so i feel like we have to read it now so number one uh let's start it Uh, yeah let's do one my big fat greek wedding (laughs) what women want is number two pretty woman is number three hitch number four there's something about mary number five crazy rich asians number six the proposal number seven jerry Maguire number eight runaway bride number nine and knocked up number 10 yes it's all over the place for sure (laughs) <laughs> and I don't see a JLo movie on there once. I'm surprised. There's two Julia movies. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Uh, surprised. But Runaway Bride over my big my best friend's writing. I don't know. Anyway, I could get into it. I, I I can see why that happened because that was her and Richard Gear Richard Gear teaming up again after Pretty Woman, and everybody is like obsessed with that movie. So fair. <laughs> fair. All right. <laughs> I like my number four. That's all. That's all. <laughs> hey, Hitch is in the perfect spot for me. So it's not bad. It's not. It's not the best, but it's it's well, watchable. It's the, I'm rooting for it because it's the closest to a black movie we got up on there. Like since we're on that subject, 
let's talk about how Eva Mendez eventually got cast in this movie. And it was because they knew Will Smith was moneybags. Like you attach him to this movie, you got it. He pulled in Kevin James, convinced Kevin James to do it. Then they're like, well, we need a love interest. She can't be white. That's too mm-hmm. polarizing. That's too radical in 2005. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't want to isolate our white viewers, so we can't make her black either. Because then so it let's would be go. a black movie. Yeah. Exactly. So let's go Latino. Because that's the middle. That's white people craziness. And this <laughs> is going to go into that category when I told you that white people feel like diversity means I'm going to have a brunette, blonde hair, and red hair person. That's <laughs> diversity for them. So I'm going to put that in the category of if we can't have black and we can't have white, let's get someone Latino. <laughs> someone that looks mixed. <laughs> <laughs> it looks a little someone... <laughs> ethnically ambiguous. You won't know who she, who, what she is unless you know who she is. Right. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe the casting directors couldn't find someone black. But no. the movie was littered with beautiful black woman, women. <laughs> this is the first movie that Paula Patton was in. And I'm just like, I can't. I fucking can't, man. <laughs> I'm not okay with it. I it, it's it's ridiculous. I'm, I hate the movie industry, the production companies. It's all just so gross to me. And I'm so happy that now that the Sony the Sony emails were hacked and leaked around like not too long after this movie cuz that's who produced this movie. So I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh that that was in the emails that they were They talked they specifically they had some picked race- her they had some racist stuff in those emails that came out. So it all, it all adds up. Makes sense. Yeah. But it's, but it's not just that, that studio. I mean, if you look back around that time period and even still now it's very, I don't know how many interracial romantic comedies that we really get. We've mm-hmm. gotten. And I know Will was with Matt Margot Robbie and Focus, which wasn't like a romantic comedy, but even that was like pushing boundaries. Mm-hmm. But it's not just coming from just white people, black people, especially black women. We don't like that <laughs> shit. We don't like it. <laughs> he was with uh, like that lady in Hancock too. Yeah. Oh but yeah. Hancock was weird too. It Hancock was. was a, he was a superhero. Was, a, that's that's right he's a super it bounces out <laughs> and she was... eventually ended up with jason bateman right another so, white dude right yeah it wasn't it was te- you know teetering the line yeah. how about Aaliyah and jet lee in romeo must die y'all couldn't get one kiss like you are making it seem like these people are romantic interest for each other but we keep playing games like what is this i can't i'm sorry mm. Well, and Cameron Diaz was considered for the role of Sarah before they said no white ladies. And then I imagine that's just how it went down. <laughs> and then I feel like she would have been perfect for that movie too. It would, I, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's her, how popular she was then. Yeah, that She's really been. good at like physical comedy too. <laughs> it's true. They haven't done a movie together. They no, haven't. Not, not in me, Adam Sandler. Wait, what was, who's the lady that you do all the movies with? Adam? No, with Adam Sandler. Oh, Sarah. Oh, uh, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Never yeah. Mind. <laughs> <laughs> and then it is rumored that J Lo was offered the role of Sarah and turned it down to do Monstrum Law. 
Now, okay, so uh, I really think up. that would have been <laughs> I think that would have been epic, but and it's weird because Jayla and Will are friends. Mm-hmm. So I'm really surprised why that did not happen. That would have been a super, super that, yeah. that would have been number one on the list. A hundred percent. But it's a rumor, so I'm not sure if it's real or not. That one's not a hundred percent sure. But that would have I, I could imagine if you were at, at that time period looking to to have a romantic comedy lead and she was Latina, that mm-hmm. Jayla would have been the first on the list. So yeah. What movie did she do instead? Monster in law. I I, I like that movie. <laughs> it's not the number fourth rom com of all time. I'm just saying I like it. I love Jane Fonda so so much. If you guys aren't watching Grace and Frankie on Netflix, what are you doing with your life? Hundred mm-hmm. <laughs> percent. Okay, let's get into Hitch. So. Uh, it starts out, there's a voiceover of Will Smith playing Hitch, and he has some basic principles. They are, no woman ever wakes up saying, God, I hope I don't get swept off my feet today. And if she gives excuses, she's lying to you. Okay. And what she's really saying is, get away from me now or try harder stupid no this is the problem i have stop saying or no i'm saying get the fuck away from me i don't want you to try anymore i feel like this movie gave men false hope yes that's why that's why it was a man movie that's why it's it snuck its way on the list guys didn't watch any other movies on that list <laughs> I feel like it just said women don't know what they want so we have to cater it to to so that they get what we want to give them kind of situation mm-hmm. if she says no try harder try harder <laughs> try a different way no. I get what he was saying because like all of his clients really let's just put it out there they weren't the most attra- attractive mm-hmm human being i can say that one of the guys that he mentors in this movie is the stepbrother of a guy I went on a really bad date with and i will every time i see him i i cringe and have to like <laughs> fast forward i'm just thinking about this like, i'm like dang he, he got her i'm like oh i can just take some notes <laughs> <laughs> so because as- guys didn't really have a movie like that before so i was just like i mean that i've seen so it was like, okay. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got something. But it was nicer than most of the other misogynistic yes. movies where it's just even worse. Mm-hmm. When, like, to not have a female writer on this and be as well-rounded as it is in the end, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Someone had insight. <laughs> well i think there was like two or three there was a lot of ghostwriters or mm. people that were doctoring the movies not the movies <laughs> the script and they were writing it on the fly so mm. it's not like the script was just laid out and they're like let's do this movie they were writing <laughs> in real time <laughs> i That's mean great. the strategy worked it did. Hey, number four <laughs> <laughs> So while Hitch is explaining all of these basic principles, they're showing him be a master of his craft. 
and kind of setting up situations in where in which there is a a meet cute between couples lies. and then <laughs> so <laughs> lies he was setting up lies both I mean there lies. was a lie because the guy pretended to like be hit by a car to save the lady's dog so honestly if <laughs> if your dog got out and then you come outside and this scrawny man is out there with your puppy is that like yes yes no. sir we are going on a date no yes. thank you very much let me see how much money i have in my wallet <laughs> have a good day <laughs> let me get you a coffee next time. yeah <laughs> So now Hitch is still coaching these gentlemen there. They show him with a, a bald firefighter who the girl he ends up with. I'm like, she is like 20 years younger than you, sir. She does look young. I don't think she was as young as she looked. But the hair and the makeup did not do her any favors. Give her a bun or something. It was giving me pedophile vibes. Uh, it was not great. And then they went to some sort of bowling fair bowling. or something. Or yeah, a bowling alley. Yeah. And then they're in a photo booth. And like his face the whole time where he just cannot believe Serial he's killer. there. <laughs> and she did not see that and run. She's like, oh, no, silly. We have to take more pictures. And I'm like, no, that that face, he's dead behind the eyes. You need to run. <laughs> he's got bodies in the basement. Run! <laughs> this is his MO. <laughs> Trevor, did she look that young? Did she look that much younger than him? See, not, you're trying to put me in a situation. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not See, a lot of them people didn't belong with the people they ended up with. So it was just like all around me just being on the gas side, just like, oh, dang, he can get her. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, let me. They were pulling like me, some serious see these nines. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all these ugly dudes, dudes or whatever, <laughs> just <laughs> pulling all these girls. Oh, man. So, yeah, he helps them get all these ladies and He does say. I, I really do like this quote and it's super cheesy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Life is not about the amount of breaths you take, but it's the moments that take your breath away. Yeah, that is corny. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Corny then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ate that shit up when I saw it. <laughs> Meanwhile, while Hitch is turning threes into players, we see... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's in the movie description. The, the, <laughs> the amount of time it took you to process what I said, Daniel. <laughs> I was focused on the fact that I said something that you're going to have to edit out that I got too familiar for a second. And then I was like, oh, that's funny. So Sarah is a, a gossip colonist. She calls herself a journalist. Mm. <laughs> we use that term loosely in this movie Very nowadays and that is a, that uh, is a I know. yes <laughs> she was ahead of her time she'd be on tiktok just like exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she have a whole scenario set out she's tiktok and twitter that's all she got yep. but she hey, does instagram she, she ain't got to put her face anywhere no <laughs> and she does say later on when she's confronting that guy that she's like I don't need to get track sources or anything. I'm a gossip girl. <laughs> so she knows who she is. Hey, she knows. 
<laughs> so she discovers that Allegra Cole is being cheated on by none other than Alexander, Alexander Scars. <laughs> <laughs> so in the newspaper photo, which is a very quick, like, passing shot you can see alexander skarsgård plays her philandering uh boyfriend but sarah got the scoop and so her boss is very excited mm-hmm. and what's going on she's now? one of those like workaholic characters yes. that we always seem to get in this time period when it comes to females like the whole idea that you are career oriented means that you are ball busting you not don't as, stop working ever not yes as, maybe like your femininity is at question in some ways or you know you're you don't need a man because you're working all the time it's just like a weird vibe that I'm starting yeah. to see in this time period that pretty much makes it seem like you have to kind of choose if mm-hmm. you want to be in love or if you want to have a job. career exactly And her boss makes a comment that she's supposed to be on the beach somewhere. And she's like, I had to come back early because I got the scoop. And I'm like, it's okay. You're not taking vacation? (laughs) It's called email, baby. (laughs) Y'all had internet back then. Right. You can send over the the write-up and the photos. They'll still put your name on it, even if you're on a beach somewhere. Like. It's okay. (laughs) She had to get back to meet Hitch, y'all. So (laughs) she did. And also in this scene, they call her bitter party of one. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to use that one day. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably going to be on me. (laughs) Sorry. I used to have to tell a coworker all the time, don't be bitter, be better. And he was like, I would disown you. She told me that at work. (laughs) (laughs) So the next thing we see is Hitch playing pool at a bar. I'm I'm guessing it's like their local spot. And Mm. it is an underused Michael Rappaport in this role. Yeah. (laughs) They didn't have enough money for him. (laughs) So like we're supposed to infer a lot of history in this very small scene between yes. the characters so he's he's hitch's best friend and he's married and are they married or they're about to get married or they're about to, no, have, they're, a kid, about to have a kid they're, yeah they're married and they're about to have a baby and so like hitch is trying to and bring some girls over and saying like just because you're married doesn't mean you can't talk to these women or whatever but later we find out we find out that he is married to Hitch's sister. Like, what the fuck? Let me tell you something. Let me tell if you I something. found out. If I find out that my brother is taking my husband to go talk to some hoochie mamas, we got problems. While you're barefoot and pregnant at home. Fuck that. How he gotta he gotta work from the inside out. He, he got- <laughs> That was, oh, closest, that was his closest man. <laughs> <laughs> he had to make sure his tips worked. That and who was, who was going to tell on him? He wasn't going to tell on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then they would have both been in trouble. Exactly. Yeah. If what you can't genius. even trust your brother, who can genius. you trust? How is mm. he genius? Mm-mm. In the movie. Not in real life. <laughs> Trevor does not condone this in real life. I don't have a sister. This would never happen. 
So also in this scene, uh, the camera kind of turns away from them at the pool table and it shows Sarah drinking a beer because she's a guy's gal. And like this bar seems kind of upper scale. So everyone in the bar is like nicely dressed, especially the women. They're all in dresses and things like that. They're down in the meatpacking district. (laughs) Okay. I believe you. <laughs> it's it's either that or so no, it was cobblestone. It was either that down there or Soho, but yeah, that makes sense. Sorry. So Sarah's sitting there, she's just wearing her her Beatles tee and some skinny jeans and drinking her beer. And her friend Casey shows up and Casey is going on and on about this wonderful man she met at the lingerie store who was buying lingerie for his mother and sarah's like bitch you know better (laughs) Uh, i really do out of all the best friends in a rom-com i really don't like that one that's interesting you say that because ken is like this is the most well-acted best friend And he said, and this scene in particular was the best scene of hers in the movie. I just want you to see the the I I mean, I will show him this video (laughs) and let him know he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, Judy Greer has been like the best friend in in about 80 days. It's the title of her book. (laughs) I don't know what you know me from because she has been the best friend in so many movies. Yeah, Ken and I will have to talk. And so in passing, Casey, the best friend says, I wish the date doctor would help women to which Sarah replies, the date doctor is an urban myth. So we're setting the tone for Sarah doesn't believe in the date doctor, even though, surprise, spoiler alert, it's Hitch. (laughs) He's right there. (laughs) And he's actively working his date doctor magic because he sees these two hot women that walk in. And so his approach is to go up to one of them, put some money in her hand and say, we need some drinks or something and walk away as she's yelling at him like hey hey she follows him all the way back to the pool table she's like i don't work here he goes oh i know but how else was i supposed to get you away from all those other men so i mean his game is strong it's not it's not she dumb because if If, a dude walked over to me and gave me money you and told me to go it. get a drink i said no problem keep my money and then i have my plethora of men who all could buy me more drinks. You crazy. I ain't leaving these dudes. <laughs> you game weak, son. Now I got $20. <laughs> he did it too subtle. She didn't, she didn't get the experience it yet. She <laughs> no, she was dumb, dumb. <laughs> she was dumb. She thought... Um, You're never going to see me again. <laughs> it, it really just... It, what, it, what it did was because she's so used to men chasing her mm-hmm. he treated her like shit essentially you knew that that girl wearing that dress especially with that huge ass fucking slit in the middle was not a damn waitress <laughs> but she you was know, mad what, that what's the waitress outfits outfit outfits <laughs> <laughs> outfits at that establishment Whatever. you don't know 
I fine. She could have been. She could have been <laughs> waitress. Sure, because the waitress is just standing there with a plethora of men just like chatting her up. She ain't got no little. No, no, nothing. And so that's so, another thing that men are like, if you treat pretty girls like shit, that's how you catch their attention. I don't like this shit. I, don't I told like you they watch hits. Look. So now we see the reason why Hitch is the way that he is, is because he was the nice guy in college. He was dating this woman, Cressida, which is named after a Shakespearean play. And he was too nice, too available to stage five clinger. And so she just went off and made out with some other dude in a truck. It's just timing, right? Because like, if he was like that, later you don't do that shit in college we ain't trying to wife it up in college we're trying to you know have some fun not agreeing some women's whole job going to college is to snag them a husband yeah junior senior year freshman sophomore year we about this life okay (laughs) okay not trying to be all clutched up no i'm not on your side (laughs) but this is also why a bitch is still not married (laughs) (laughs) obviously didn't pan out for you (laughs) at the time of my life but a bitch is still single it's all right me too me too me too (laughs) i got ken over here loving life and watching hitch Making comments. So now we see Albert Brenneman, who is played by Kevin uh, James. And you want to say Smith? (laughs) I did. I did. (laughs) It's so, it's so rote in my brain now. And Ken very lovingly turned to me and said, He is so lovable. (laughs) So apparently, Ken. He's over two in this scene. <laughs> I do have to give it to like I think when I first saw this movie in the Will Smith effect just just poured all over me. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm older, I'm just like, damn, Kevin James was funny in this movie. He so funny <laughs> was the movie for me. Yeah. When yes. I watched it. I laughed a lot, like out mm-hmm. loud belly laughs rewatching it. His physical comedy is just, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And his timing, I love it. And apparently Ken does too. Mm-hmm. So he was sitting on the steps to some famous building that I cannot identify. <laughs> and he's reading the newspaper article about Allegra. We come to find out that he is one of her financial advisors. He's like a junior, junior financial advisor for her. But he he's breathed the same air as Allegra bef- before, and he is totally enamored. And so he's very excited. He spills sauerkraut and mustard all over his suit, cleans it up with Coke. And I was like, I mean, his suit's brown, Coke's brown. I mean, he tried. It and then out, I'm sure. <laughs> and he Trevor's laughing at me. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> And his claim to fame, how Allegra even knows who he is, is he lent her a pen once. And so we get a little flashback scene to that. And then somehow he spills his entire Coke and his solution is to just like 
get up and move like four feet down and sit back <laughs> down. <laughs> Maybe he's like, no one saw me, so. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, you the one struggling. Nobody cares. <laughs> we don't care what you do. <laughs> So he is relaying information to Will Smith, who has shown up at the steps as well. And he says, I hope she finds happiness, even if it's not with me. Yeah. So Hitch has like, did you guys notice he had that folder with all Mm -hmm. that information? A dossier. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess some real bored people paused it a a few times and there's some information we learn about Albert. We learn that what his favorite movies are. Mannequin, Revenge of the Nerds, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, and Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yes. Very it excited. gets its recognition it deserves. We're going to tell you to add that one to your list, Trevor. Mm-hmm. You. How you know I haven't seen it? Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> We didn't even bother asking because most people have never I seen. <laughs> I took a wild guess this time. I shot no, it. Yeah, that's fine. Right. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> You're right. And I think he, when he finds out that he wants to get with Allegra, he's like, I don't do breakups, which is good that he has a code of honor that he's not going to try to break up a couple. I mean, but Danielle Dexter had a code, so it's not really saying much <laughs> to have a code. Two, two very different extremes. So the next scene is Albert's back at work. He's in a conference room with Allegra and the rest of her like 10 financial mm-hmm. advisors. I don't know why anyone needs that many. Well, you know how rich people do, but I think it's not by her choice though. It's they say they make a comment that it's like all her daddy's golfing buddies. Yeah. Seeing Hitch has advised that Brenneman, what's his first name? I keep calling him Albert. Albert Albert has to be, make himself known and be seen. And of course Mm -hmm. in Albert fashion, he completely bumbles (laughs) through it. Like he takes it way too far. So um, Allegra wants to take, $500,000 of her own money and invested in her friend, Maggie, who is a a fashion designer and trying to get their label off the ground. And they like, don't even, I hate this scene. They're like, oh, that's nice. But what we'll find some, (laughs) we'll find some investment opportunities and present them to you later. Like, don't give her the time of day. And you can tell she's just used to being told no. And like, you're a woman, you don't know what you're doing. So she's just like, so Albert, this is his chance. This is his time to shine and show Allegra who he is. So it starts out, okay. He just stands up and he says, don't ask permission to spend your money. Like if that's what you want to invest in, invest in it. And then he goes a little overboard and because all of his colleagues are just like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he just turns around and he's like, I quit. And he walks out and he's like, <laughs> the way he walks out is one of the funniest things I've ever seen because he's like walking. It's a glass window. So everyone can see you walking by. And so he like walks like this. He keeps looking as he walks by. <laughs> like, if you're gonna storm off, you can't look back, sir. <laughs> and then he like throws his pen because he's so upset with himself, and he's like muttering to himself, and he's like, 
I just quit. Blah, blah, blah. And so he busts into his office and Hitch is waiting for him and Hitch is like, how'd it go? And Albert's mm-hmm. like, it fucking didn't. And <laughs> I just quit. And Hitch is like, what just happened? And then Albert's like, I have to go back in there. And so Hitch is like literally wrestling with him, oh, trying yeah. to keep him in the office. He's like, take a beat. Just let it marinate. Like, don't do anything. They made so much noise and mess <laughs> in that office for no fucking reason. Like, y'all are the only two down there. <laughs> yes. Literally. Literally just lock the door. <laughs> no. But it's then okay. Hitch is not wrong because, oh, Allegra is now at her door. And he's all out of breath, wheezing and shit. Well, <laughs> he cracks the door open this much so he could just stick his little head out. How does she not hear Hitch talking to him in this scene? Or them screaming. Right. <laughs> any, any <laughs> and so What's she... She's like, you know, people don't usually talk to me like that. And then she's like, no, people never talk to me like that. But she appreciated him being honest with her and kind of standing up for her, even though he was fucking crazy. Uh, (laughs) And so she's like, let me give you my number. Do you have a pen? And one of the great scenes in this movie is she's looking down trying to see if she has a pen and he's like I don't have a fucking pen because you threw it earlier <laughs> and you just see Hitch's hand come in tuck a pen in his inside breast pocket like pat it and then retract his hand like come on lady you don't do that <laughs> you don't hear you don't <laughs> she, she was looking in her purse you don't she see was looking down man's <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't fast either. It was. It was okay. real slow. <laughs> like they want us to see this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. So she she gets gives him her number. They close the door. Well, Hitch closes the door again. Mm-hmm. You don't see this man not moving his. That hand. was questionable. <laughs> that a black hand closes the door to a right. white man's office. Right. Super weird. But yeah, they they made it through their first uh, adventure. I think I think Albert was way more than Hitch had had expected. Planned on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie. The whole-, <laughs> the whole movie was giving a, a lot of certain vibes. Yeah. But I feel and like so- that's my anxiety on a, on a normal day. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene is we're back at the bar. And this is where he tries to actually hit on Eva Mendes' mm-hmm. character, Mila. Yes. Or so whatever her name is. Sarah. Sarah. Sarah so she's sitting and this is when he's like, he asked the bartender, what is she drinking? And he's like, usually she just has beer, but today she's drinking vodka martinis. As Hitch is walking over to her, a guy kind of intercepts and is like laying it on real thick. And he's brought her a drink and she's just like, no, thanks. And he said, you look a lot like my future girlfriend. It's like, no one ever wants to hear that ever. Never say that again. Men never say that trying to hit on a woman. Not out loud. 
<laughs> if you want to DM it, like you, you, you may get a chance. <laughs> don't don't slide into the DMs with crazy shit, please. Jesus. No, see that's how you get noticed. I wouldn't know, but hits. <laughs> I seen hits. <laughs> And so the guy's not taking the hint. Sarah's trying to be polite as possible, but really is giving fuck off vibes. And he's still not leaving. And so Hitch comes over and he's like, oh, hey, honey, sorry, I got hung up. And so she kind of dismisses the other guy. And so then this is when they start bantering back and forth. And so Hitch gets her name, but is still feeling the vibes that she's not super interested. But of course, Hitch does not take no for an answer either, which we find out the next day. But as Hitch and Sarah kind of say their goodbyes, Casey walks in and, oh no, Casey just- He leaves her like wanting more. Like he finally got her to be off the fence and interested. And then he just- he mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah. Which again, <laughs> I just like the he's fucking with her brain pretty mm-hmm. much. And so now she's interested and now she's disappointed because he's done everything she didn't expect him to do. And then her best friend comes. He does send another martini her way. Mm-hmm. And she's like really you could tell that he he won her over, but she's kind of disappointed that he left. Yes. And the reason why he's leaving is because he has a consultation with a a potential client who turns out to be the lingerie guy that Casey is interested in. And at first he's kind of saying all the right things to convince Hitch that he's interested in her, but then he, he doesn't even beat around the bush. He's just like, I just need to boner pretty much. And Hitch is like, excuse me. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. I just need to get in, get out, get on with my life. And Hitch is like, that's not, that's not my business model. That's not how we work here. So very rapey vibes. So much. And I, I was actually sad because it's the guy from Burn Notice. And I really like, (laughs) really like him in Burn Notice. But I'm like, stop being so shitty in this movie. (laughs) For a hot minute, I was like, is he the mayhem like from Allstate? Uh, no, but that I could see, I can get that confused. Yeah, I looked it up. Uh, you were correct; it is not, but they look similar, especially with like I think it's the hair. They have a high. Their the hair has levels to it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a lot of, there's a lot of height going on, you know. A lot it's of like height. It's thinning everywhere else around, but the height. But it, is, <laughs> Like goes up. Going on. <laughs> and so Hitch is trying to walk away. Hitch reacted way better than anyone I know. If someone you did not know grabbed your har- arm as aggressively as that guy grabbed Hitch's arm. He's a black man in America. He had to out, he had to look, scope the area see if somebody was gonna you know like blame him for hitting this crazy ass white man for touching him first he had to assess i'm surprised he got out of there without the cops being called (laughs) this is fair too that was back in the day yeah (laughs) (laughs) and 
And he says, you grab me like that again, and I will literally break your shit off. Okay, pumpkin? And like taps his face and walks away. It just feels, that line always makes me think of when Denzel Washington and Remember the Titans, he says something about getting into someone's hind parts and I just never... Never forget. <laughs> yeah <laughs> break your shit off i'm like that that didn't come out the way you intended it to <laughs> no, it's very sweet very nice. <laughs> now we're it's the next day sarah's at work and this very sweaty but not in the like i've been biking and messaging <laughs> messengering kind of way but like a sweaty like i'm about to ship myself <laughs> kind of like like he was very pale I don't know it was he, he was seemed like a white man to me Jackie no he was very pale and very sweaty it looked like he was gonna vomit or shit himself he's probably super nervous maybe it was his first movie <laughs> probably <laughs> so he gives Sarah this gift she opens it up it's a walkie-talkie obviously hitches on the other line and he's like, do you want to do dinner? She's like, mm, no, I have plans. Now. That's very this... lame, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Her saying no to dinner or him? No, him no the walkie-talkie. To... Oh, yeah. We got phones, right? We got cell phones. It's he didn't get her number, so... All he Still, had was where but... she worked. If you were as stocky, stalkerish to find her place of business, Go buy a walkie-talkie. Why can't you get the phone number to her desk phone at work? Walkie-talkie is more fun. (laughs) I would have been, I would have been scared. Like, bitch, I only met you for two seconds at this bar, (laughs) and you were cute and all, but why you at my job? And how how you know where I work at? Right. There's only one Sarah Mila's in all of New York. That was some red flag shit. That, that, <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone mentioned that I think it was the bartender that mentioned she worked for the right, newspaper but she did not give that information that's even worse that's even worse yes <laughs> why are you telling random people <laughs> and Facebook was really open to the children back then so uh, that's a little much <laughs> so now everyone is crowded around her like What's going to happen next? So she declines dinner. He asks about the next day. She she has plans, apparently. And so he's like, fine, breakfast on Sunday. And she feels like she can't say no for a third time. And everyone's like secretly encouraging her. Like, (laughs) So she's like, fine, breakfast on Sunday. And then the sweaty messenger is like, did you say Sunday? I'm like, (laughs) no, he did. (laughs) It wasn't that exaggerated. (laughs) And hands her another gift box, which has a uh, scuba suit in it. And on the tag, it had a map of the downtown area. Yeah. That's so, a lot of work. I can't even get a dude to decide what we're going to, like, what kind of date we're going to have. Nonetheless, you sending over a whole, a whole everything. messenger. Guy. It's whole, a production. Yeah. The whole. So the next morning they meet at 7 a.m. Sarah's not a mor- morning person. And they hop on jet skis in the marina. And so they're jet skiing in the Hudson. Yes, Danielle, tell me. 
you're stalking me. <laughs> and now you want me to come at seven in the morning on a weekend? I'm in not even going to church. In <laughs> and then you want me to get into this suit. And then you want me to get in that dirty ass Hudson. Have y'all ever been to New York? Do you know what that shit smells like? Shit. It smells like shit. <laughs> I'm not going out there. When his jet ski stalled, he literally said, I think a dirty diaper clogged the engine. I would have, look, sir, you doing the most. (laughs) On his payroll, they were ready. They were ready to (laughs) give him the perfect day. Oh, but what makes it worse is not only you got all these things happening, you refuse to let me drive the, what is the thing? Jet ski. The jet ski. And you've got to drive the jet ski. And your daddy long leg ass <laughs> sideswipe my fucking face <laughs> as you get on. And now I'm in the shitty water. There's no way. We ain't getting no second date. Shit, I don't know who making it through the first one. I don't care if you are Will Smith. The fuck? She didn't I- have no choice. He knew too much about her. They ain't even talked. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, you know how I know you don't do water activities? (laughs) You didn't know the name of a jet ski. I put I wanted to say ski, but I'm black, Jackie. You know how we can do with this water shit. Look, I ain't I ain't been on a jet ski either. (laughs) Thank you, Trevor. (laughs) I don't even like to be in the water. And I live on the beach. (laughs) I know how to swim. I'm just, I'm about to open up another can of worms in a second here. (laughs) So after she gets kicked in the face, he gets her to Ellis Island. Obviously he is friends with the security guard and that's why they have to be up so early. Ken made me pause the movie and look up the hours for Ellis Island. Because he's like, why are there no people there? I'm like, that's why they had to be there so early because they had to be at Ellis Island before it opened. And that's why they had to take the jet skis because the ferries don't go out there unless Ellis Island is open. Mm. Ellis Island opens at 9.30 uh, Eastern Standard Time every day. So that brings me to Ellis Island, Danielle. Well, that brings me to my ghost story. (laughs) So (laughs) I turned to Ken and I said, well, this is a story for the podcast because we went to Ellis Island and Danielle cried the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? People mocked me in 2005 <laughs> when I felt the spirits at Ellis Island. Now, what people, you know, everyone knows that a lot of people, a lot of immigrants actually came through mm-hmm. their to come to America. But what people don't know is the little Liberty Island shit or whatever's around there. There's another little island next to it. Mm-hmm. It's fucking like hospitals. Bitches were dying. Dead people. You were spirits. They and all I over was there. feeling that shit. <laughs> and I said, never fucking again am I coming to this place because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's happening. And my white friends are looking at me awful crazy right now. And I'm telling you, I feel the spirits. And they're like, oh, okay. Maybe you're a medium <laughs> and you don't even know it. If you're on your spiritual journey and you know what the heck that was about, please, please tell me. Because <laughs> there are places where, like, that's why when New Orleans, I, I, New Orleans, I thought, 
I might not do well here because places where there's just a lot of death, I, I just stop going on ghost tours and you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> they present themselves to you, Danielle. I don't, I, don't, I don't know anything about it. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> but I did not. It was, have probably in, it was probably like midnight too. <laughs> I didn't have the same reaction though that I did at Ellis Island. That mm-hmm. was... That she cried the whole time and she was mad that I made her go to Ellis Island. She was like, but the Statue of Liberty is right there. Why won't go to the Statue of Liberty? I'm like, <laughs> no, let's go to Ellis Island. I don't think, I think we like got there, walked around real quick and like got back on the boat. Cause Danielle's like, I can't be here anymore. If You're any bad. scary movie can teach you something, listen if to you your spirit. You I might say, yeah. <laughs> Get out. If they say it's time to go, don't we went. It. I went. Yes. I listened. Because I mean, you had to have thought that was weird that I was fucking crying at silence. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I know I'm a bit of a drama queen, but that was not a put on. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the fuck's happening right now, but um, (laughs) we got to go. go. (laughs) (laughs) So now we see Hitch has kind of orchestrated this whole production where he has found Sarah's great, great grandfather's name in the, the ledger where he is signed when he came through Ellis Island. And she does make a remark like, oh, my great-great-grandfather immigrated through Ellis Island. And so she's like very taken aback that he has found the signature. And she's like, it's right there. That's where he he signed the ledger. And then she does this. <laughs> I feel like Hitch put that man's job in jeopardy because those kind of documents i could imagine you really need a whole lot of protocols to be able to even touch those books without it you know i bet i bet he had someone do it that was allowed to do it okay he had them on payroll he don't (laughs) all them guys in the city they owe him one it was all legit it was all legit yeah but that was some next level stalker shit and i don't think he was ready for (laughs) no so it turns out her great great grandfather (laughs) was the butcher of gadiz (laughs) and she tells a story about how like he peaced out and they never saw him again except for on the wanted poster so he was a serial killer and hitch goes i saw that going differently in my (laughs) head and i thought that was a profession not a headline (laughs) i just feel like someone that old from that long ago Mm -hmm. they're not putting your profession in the news in the news articles you know what i mean like i don't think i'm holding a grudge for my great great grandfather so now we see it's the end of the date because it did not go well (laughs) sarah is getting into a cab and i don't care for this part like his shirt gets caught in the cab how did that happen and that shit rips like she's not returning the shirt dry cleaned and like oh good is now yes Maybe the dry, maybe the dry cleaner sewed it up. (laughs) 
So he has a patchwork shirt. You never know. I've seen some <laughs> miracles at those dry cleaners, though. So they ask Sarah if uh, her coworkers are asking her if um, she'll see him again. She said he failed spectacularly, but he did it with flair and they're made for each other, the both of them, because these dates are horrendous and <laughs> she finds them endearing. I'm telling you again, you, you sucker kicked me into the fucking Hudson. We ain't never talking <laughs> ever. <laughs> there is no second date. And now you it hits. and so now hitch is back with albert and albert's attempting to call allegra he dials the number and panics and is like just holding the phone she's like on the other end he doesn't know what to do but he finally gets on the phone and and plans a date with her to go to this i don't know if it's a benefit some like sort of soiree, something, yeah. Yes, to sell to support Maggie, her designer friend, and Hitch had gotten tickets to this event for them to go. So she didn't have tickets. She did not have tickets. I'm didn't sure she give? She, him, I'm sure. Didn't she, she give him the money? Money. Okay. Maggie isn't Maggie the friend that she's. Oh yeah, that's the friend that she's giving money to. Money she didn't have money to go to her own event well it wasn't i don't think it was maggie's event i think okay, they no. just picked the event because <laughs> it was, was like artsy and they mm-hmm. they figured that maggie being a fashion designer would want to go to the show or whatever and make connections i think yeah something like that but my question is in that time frame that like remember just liking someone and having to call them and how panicky that felt versus now it's to text someone and then you're waiting to see if they ever text you back and that feeling I don't even know which one's worse is having to actually get the nerve to call someone or I think calling because especially I mean not in this situation because they're all adults but like when you would have to call someone in high school you'd have to call their home line and then like you you chance a brother or sister picking up you chance their parents picking up oh my god yes when you used to call and the parent would answer and you're like hi can you (laughs) to Jason please (laughs) is Jason home and then he wasn't home and you just feel like dumbass okay thank you very much (laughs) but at least you guys like one at at least your mom was cool jackie Mm -hmm. my mom if there was a guy who you is (laughs) (laughs) my parents the 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 terror my there was a boy i dated in high school and my mom knew that he worked at the local grocery store and she would just go to just stare him down she didn't need anything. <laughs> she didn't even shop. She would just go to stare him down. And he was like, your mom came into the grocery store. She scares me so much. And I was like, God damn it. I'm like, why do you do this? And she said, so he knows there's somebody always watching. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, Christine. That's also why I'm still single. 
Somebody always watching. <laughs> so now we are at the soiree, the art gala. And Allegra and Albert arrive in a town car. He helps her out. He has an umbrella. He can't figure out how to close the umbrella. So he just throws it. I love that scene. <laughs> because no, for real, that struggle with the umbrella, trying to get into a door, it's real. And then you feel a lot of pressure from the, like, especially if you're in public, but you feel the pressure because the rain is starting to get all over the place. And then maybe people are watching you and then you're really getting anxiety. I would throw that shit too. Do I really need this number? <laughs> Someone will get it for me. There's okay. enough paparazzi out here. Someone will claim these, this umbrella. And then, so as we're seeing them arrive at this party, it also cuts back and forth to Hitch preparing Albert for this event. And the first thing he's telling him is you're like an iceberg over 90% of your mass is below the surface I, Albert goes I know I'm heavy <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Albert <laughs> I thought he was gonna be like because all the work is underneath, you know, somehow, like that's you know. what Hitch was alluding to is like, <laughs> keep some things uh, secret and like reveal things about yourself a little at a time or whatever. And Kevin James is just like, call me an iceberg. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And then we see him talking with these two douchebags. Yeah, just those artsy, fartsy guys who have an opinion everything is like awful and stuff like that and and he he's been told by hitch to make a presence when he's being introduced with allegra so allegra feels like when she takes him to other events that he'll be able to be her escort and these guys just like put her down in in a sense they don't say it directly but just the fact they don't let her respond to questions and how they treat her is rude so Albert kind of takes a spin and talks about the new jet stadium that's supposed to be built because he knows that they're probably not going to know anything about that and definitely makes Allegra feel like, you know, I fucks with him. Mm -hmm. I I I can hang with him. And now it's time to meet Maggie. So they go out and Albert introduces himself to who he thinks is Maggie, this woman. And it turns out that the gentleman standing next to the woman is actually Maggie, short for Magnus. And so he's kind of taken aback because it's a, it's a, he was some would find a handsome man that Allegra has now brought to this party. I'm not saying I'm those people. <laughs> Why did you have to describe it like that? <laughs> because I don't find him attractive, but I'm sure some people do. I think just saying that he was a guy and he was expecting a female was good. <laughs> I like to paint a picture, Danielle. You did. You paint, you definitely paint by numbers with that one. I tell you that. <laughs> and so now um they're dancing on the dance floor. And we get another flashback to the scene that is behind Danielle, where uh, Hitch is telling <laughs> Q-tip, uh, where Hitch is telling Albert how not 
to dance because Albert's like dancing, got it covered. I got the moves Mm -hmm. and he's pulling out all of these moves, the (laughs) Q-tip. He does a little crab walk at one point and, and Hitch is like, no, 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 no. Your hands live at 10 and two and you just elbows a little out from your body and you just side to side. That's all we do. That's all we do. And Albert's like really disappointed by this because he was very excited about the <laughs> pulling out all his moves. Yes. <laughs> so I I knew he was nervous about it because I that's how I be feeling sometimes. Cause but I do both. So I'm just like, okay. So this is me just me just thinking about it. I'm just like, okay, that's when I started doing the Dougie and all type of stupid stuff. <laughs> we go back going back to our favorite dance. I'm just like, okay. I but yeah, I, I love this part I love when he was his whole dancing personality <laughs> the whole movie this part is one of my favorites and apparently Kevin James was doing all that he could to make Will Smith laugh in the scene so if you see that he has that clicker for the um, CD player or whatever he has mm-hmm. it by his mouth because he's literally trying to prevent himself from laughing because Kevin James was doing all these things in this scene. which is And really Kevin funny. James also made up all of the dance moves in this scene. As if we had a question about that one. You know. Those are his real dance moves. <laughs> so we see that the party goes really well and Albert doesn't quite listen to Hitch's rules. The rhythm is in him. And so... <laughs> He just, he has the need to dance it out. And so there is a photo snapped of him dancing with Allegra. And the next day, Sarah is pissed because she wasn't invited to that party. She didn't know that they were going to be there. And so she was scooped by another gossip column. And didn't she go on a date with Hitch? That's why she didn't go to the party. I thought that's what happened. The photographer from her, her, her newspaper was there and he missed it because he didn't know that Albert was an actual date. Oh, he thought he was her bodyguard. Right. So I think she was gallivanting with Hitch why she didn't go and she got scooped and she was like, she's going to get in so much trouble because of it and then at the same time hitch is lecturing albert because of the photo he's like i told you not to dance and (laughs) albert's like like we were just having a good time what of it so what i'm in the paper and now they're talking about uh another date the next night and how albert is going to approach the first kiss which is Best also scene. one of my favorite scenes. Best scene. <clears throat> Best scene. Well, there's a lot of background to this scene. Apparently, Will Smith was very creative in this movie. And he gave a lot of insight. But he felt like that scene, it was really nice outside. And that they shouldn't have it be such a short scene. And that's where he started talking about the 90-10 rule and they kind of worked them worked it out. The problem was that where they were, they did not have a permit to shoot outside of these brownstones. So they were just like going house to house to house, trying to find someone who would, you know, approve of them filming in front. And mm-hmm. so 
what they said was we literally picked a brownstone, would go up the stairs, knock on a few doors together and guess who opens the door? It is Sarah Jessica Parker. It's her apartment. And she looks at us like, wait, hi, but what the hell's going on? (laughs) And we asked her if we can use her stoop for a scene that we haven't written yet. And she's like, sure. So the door is actually where Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker live. So SJP's kind of in this movie. So all them people that that just saw Will Smith walk up to their house said no to him. Right? (laughs) I don't know if it was Will or probably some PA who was like I'm I'm implying it. Will Will Smith came here by himself. You know what? It might, no, no. It might have been him. It might have been him. He might have been going along for the ride, but that's, I mean, (laughs) hell, might have been like, you can use my car. You can use everything. Can I be in the, my stipulation is I'm going to be sitting on that bottom step right there. Just watching. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't mind me. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, we get the whole, you go 90, she comes 10, which I, Ken and I use frequently to this day. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, I'll just (laughs) lean in for a kiss and he'll like not be paying attention or whatever. And I'll be like, I came 90 and so then. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So I never we, thought about it. I don't, I don't know if I go, I don't know. So you, you gotta watch Hitch. Look. <laughs> <laughs> Just rewatch that scene do over you and do over. The, do you do that scene, Trevor? Do you no, go I, only 10? <laughs> no, it's the other way around. Oh, 90? Yeah. You go 90? No, so she's doing it wrong. Oh, well, we take turns. I just just gave the example of when I use it, but we use that concept fairly, fairly often. I feel like it's more awkward if you say it out loud. (laughs) Well, I came 90. You need to come the other 10. Please and thank you. Well, Eva Mendes' character does do 90. She does. Yes. Yep. And so now we see Sarah, she's still fuming about the lost opportunity. And so she calls around and, or does her photographer call around? Yeah, I think he does the research and he comes back and finds out that, that Albert actually got the tickets. It was under Hitch, Hitch's name. And then dun, 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 how, you know, Albert. But yeah. instead of just ask, like, she doesn't really just ask him. She, she, that's how they end up going on another date is so that she could put him in a, in a place where she can, she can find him. out. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, how do you know Albert? Yeah. They, they still not texting at this point. No, no. They do. <laughs> you not. Go whole date. This is I, <laughs> I haven't seen a cell phone in this movie you, yet. You gotta go, you gotta go through a whole, a whole date just to figure out. <laughs> well that's not true i think i do there's a self there are cell phone scenes but like i don't know maybe they're sending pigeons at this point so. <laughs> so she leaves a message for hitch and says meet me at the fish market at eight for our next date and it is a double date with her boss and his wife and her her <laughs> I know. And her boss is 
is like, are you sure he's going to show up? And she said, yeah, he's too much of a player to have a bad date on his record, which fair, fair assessment. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you body drop somebody in the Hudson, I would say you kind of, are we going to talk about the Hudson the entire rest of the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Hell yes. And if I was, if we, if I was in that relationship and we got married, I would never let it go. <laughs> It'd be Remember in your vows. You in <laughs> It'll be in his vows. You will never put me in the Hudson again. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> so her boss does ask her a couple of times, like, is this a date or a source? And she's adamant. It's not a date. Fun fact, it's a date. She's a liar. (laughs) And now they're at like a culinary class. The boss is not super happy about cooking his own food. I get that feeling. Sometimes (laughs) I feel like that when I'm at hibachi or Korean Korean barbecue. barbecue. But Korean barbecue is not so bad because they really do come by and just turn it. I act like I'm just not good at it. And they do. (laughs) (laughs) They grab the tongs from you. And so, yes, the, the boss's wife is a therapist. So she's analyzing this situation. Her boss is just kind of like, what are your intentions with Sarah? (laughs) He He goes full on dad in this situation. A lot of dad vibes, but then on the same hand, he's pressuring Sarah to ask to ask Hitch about how he knows Albert, which mm-hmm. I was like, you, you can't play my fake daddy and then also be manipulating me at the same yeah. time. <laughs> and while they're standing there talking and cooking, uh, a tray is brought around with a sample from the chef or whatever. So Sarah forces Hitch to eat it. My question is, does he know he has food allergies? Right, right. because I would have been like, I can't eat it. I'm allergic or what's in that? Yeah, I don't know what's in it. Yes. I'm sure he was trying to be nice and he forgot. Being nice will get you killed (laughs) with a seafood allergy. That's not a good thing. But most people don't realize they have seafood allergies Mm -hmm. later. Yeah. um, Or they they present themselves later. Specifically shellfish allergies. Yeah. And he starts making this weird noise. (laughs) It's in my household. It's not weird. My grandma be doing that shit all the time with her. (laughs) (laughs) So fucking annoying. (laughs) Thank God Nana doesn't listen to this podcast. She would be horrified. So mad. (laughs) It's it's bad. I hate that shit. (laughs) He's like, no, it's fine. Is anyone else? itchy in here just me (laughs) i just love that the next scene you the next scene (laughs) is so bad like i would have taken him to the hospital why are you going to the drugstore benadryl gonna fix everything and Mm -hmm. you're drinking a whole bottle i don't think that's recommended i think the side (laughs) of the bottle says if things persist go to the hospital (laughs) i'm no doctor he still is playing her off like nothing's wrong. Prior to going to the convenience store, the, the wife is like, oh, so I think, and he's like, oh, you think I'm like nervous and that's why I'm itchy and making this weird noise. She's like, no, I think you have a food allergy. 
And that's when Sarah sees like his ear starting to swell up. So they rush to a, a, a convenience store and she's like searching for Benadryl, pulls a lot of Benadryl off the shelf. And then he's still like, it's fine. It's fine. And then he catches himself in one of those like surveillance mirror discs. And he's just like, oh, and then he <laughs> panics and starts grabbing all the Benadryl off the shelf. It's giving me nutty professor vibes when he starts turning back into the bigger version of himself. <laughs> Definitely. And so then they go back. I think they're at Sarah's apartment or Hitch's. I don't I think it's Sarah. It's Sarah's because he comments on how nice it is or whatever, but he's high as a kite on the Benadryl. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And this is when we finally see Sarah kind of put her guard down because he's in such a vulnerable state and they start having conversations that probably Hitch would not have because he does not get very deep with people he dates because mm-hmm. of his past mm-hmm. trauma. And so they, they, they start talking about that. And I think this is when you probably see Sarah really start to fall for Hitch quite a bit. She and Sarah. Yep. Two dates. No in. texting. <laughs> Straight stalker. <laughs> and um, as they're walking to Sarah's apartment, he's kind of singing Earth, Wind, and Fire. He's like drunk on all of the Benadryl he, he's sipping on, his syrup. And <laughs> like he literally has a straw in the Benadryl bottle and he's sipping on it. And, <laughs> and Sarah asks him about Allegra and Albert. And so he kind of divulges like, no, Albert really likes Allegra. And so she kind of gets a little bit of insight into that relationship. And also that they're going to a Knicks game. Yes. So she knows where she needs to be the following night. Right. To continue her, her investigative journalism. (laughs) A a nosy bitch in the gossip. (laughs) But then, then they fast forward there at the apartment and then, you know, they, they kind of talk and fall asleep to each other talking pretty much. And then mm-hmm. the next morning, she had a pretty spastic reaction when she wakes up and thinks that he's not there. I don't know what happens. Like, I, like, I know what happens because I watched the movie, but like, <laughs> but why though? I mean... <laughs> I've had these inner Why would he leave? <laughs> What'd you say, Trevor? Why would he leave his place? No, it's her place. It's her place. So she thinks oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. it's almost the reaction you would have if you you slept with someone and the next morning they're gone and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, well, fuck, this was a one night stand. So I think it's really just trying to display the intimacy that they've built in this mm-hmm situation one day that they've been together (laughs) exactly (laughs) because they also she shares a story about how her sister her little sister maria who lives in dc almost drowned one time while they were ice skating she fell through the ice he this is when we find out michael rapaport is his brother-in-law and used to be his college roommate so they do share some some personal things and then so yeah, she's like screaming into a pillow and he walks in and he's just like, should I, should I come back later? <laughs> like, do you need a moment? But I think that's what ends up happening. So if you look at the parallels, if you see Allegra 
and Albert and their situation, Allegra comes off as very cool and collected. Mm-hmm. And you know, Albert's out of his goddamn mind. But <laughs> as, as they're coming t- together, you see that, you know, they mesh well and it's super cute. But mm-hmm. then you have like these two very cool people mm-hmm. who never show any kind of, you know, mm-hmm. faults or they're, they're constantly hiding who they are constantly yeah. and they're really really good at it and then they finally like meet their match where they can't hide and all of their nerdy shit just starts spilling out and, and she thinks she left him she, <laughs> yeah. she thinks he left her yeah I mean, she, whoa uh, she thinks he left her and then she's like dang that's what i get <laughs> right exactly yep <laughs> and this so is check- do this <laughs> <laughs> And it turns out he just went and got coffee for them. <laughs> like, and usually in rom-coms, you, it's always the girl that's displaying all these characteristics of being kind of silly and goofy. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like cool and collected. But it was nice to see that both of them were acting a fool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, had their moments. <laughs> and so they, they leave the apartment together. Hitch is going to do his consulting he yeah, um, he has a new get a new client that he has to go meet and she is going to work and this is when she comes 90 and they share their first kiss Super in cute. the middle of the street i love her outfit in this, in this i do one. too <laughs> i don't know just like the colors that she's wearing are kind of muted but they bring out it works well her color yeah she, mm-hmm. it looks really nice so she goes to meet Casey, her her best friend, right, for breakfast uh, to grab something on the way to work. And Casey did not take Sarah's advice, and she went out with lingerie guy. He he pumped and dumped her, and <laughs> not pump and dump, Jesse. <laughs> What do you want to call it? I, no, it's, it's, it works. It works. <laughs> um, but I just, I, I feel like if you're going to, if you're going to take that risk, you know, this guy's probably shitty. Then just say, look, I, I'm going to have a good time. I'm yeah. going to have a good time. It's not like you really, I hope she didn't really think that that was going to turn into anything. I don't know. Just her crying about that shit was real annoying to me. She uh, she, <laughs> she was naive. She's a, a a sweet little country girl. Oh, so because you're from better. the country, you don't know not to um, fuck with dudes. We're we're just talking about tropes in in movies and <laughs> the naive country girl coming to work in the big city. Oh yeah, I get it. And well, he was a Wall Street dude, so. Trevor, are the girls in the South that naive from the country? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not the dude, so I don't know. (laughs) They they might be. I'm the one that listens to all the stories. So I'm the girl girl in that situation. I'm like, y'all still talking to each other? So maybe so, yes. 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 I'm the best friend that knows all the stories about everybody. (laughs) I love those friends. I'm like, ooh, tell me more. (laughs) I 
love that your life is a fucking mess. Tell me. <laughs> I, I need some excitement in my life. Just tell me about your life. Just let tell me, me about your life. Let me live vicariously through your bad decisions. <laughs> And so the friend is like, date Dr. My ass. He's real. Like the lingerie guy mentioned that he talked to him last night. And so now Sarah's little antennas are pinging. So Sarah's on a fucking mission now Mm -hmm. to go after the date doctor. And destroy him. And destroy him because her friend's a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hold Casey accountable for shit in this whole thing. So now... Because she's not a real journalist, she's just gonna go figure this sh- shit out on hopes and wishes, and I mean, causes she does. all sorts of fucking problems for other people. Yep. Way to go, Sarah! <laughs> so she goes to his place of employment and waits for him in the lobby. Well, he and deserved fu- everything he got. This is oh, a hundred percent the guy that Casey slept with. Yeah, so she she's like, I need a name. He's like, I don't have a name, but here's his business card. And he's like being an asshole to her. And he's like, anything else? And then she knees him in the balls. In and-, the nose, and he puts his head in the bowl. We are now in the financial district Wall Street area. <laughs> in our tour of New York. Danielle and I have been to that bowl. I'll post yep. a picture. Yes. I was on, we, we rode that thing. We rode oh. that bowl. I don't know how we didn't get in trouble for that shit. <laughs> Magic happens when Greg takes you into the city. Yeah. My dad was the best at giving a, a great tour. He really should have started a business. Yeah. So now she has the business card with the phone number of the date doctor and mm, this is why she don't have his number right genius. right this is genius. this is, is it the a... same dilemma we had i mean it's not genius actually <laughs> half baked there's an, a similar situation where a guy is doing a weird business and the girl he's dating doesn't realize from the card and the numbers match up same situation here half baked i feel like was like a very low budge <laughs> operation where they probably have the same landline as their <laughs> business line. I feel like Hitch probably had a dedicated like company a number. Yeah. yeah. Just for inquiries. Gotcha. Which makes sense because if he was trying to hide this business, then he was definitely trying to, it shouldn't, the number wouldn't have been traceable either. Right. Yes. All right, you got me there, Jackie. I guess. <laughs> you don't got Trevor. You don't no, got I'm Trevor. Not, I'm not convinced yet. <laughs> so now we're waxing Albert's back. <laughs> so he can go to the next game. And Sarah is on the phone with Hitch and they're just kind of going back and forth. Albert's screaming in the background. She's like, who... Who is that? He says, that's just some guy screaming. What of it? So let me get this straight. I already feel like you're stalking me. And now I just hear muffled screaming of a man in the background. Serial killer. Right. (laughs) There's bodies in the basement. (laughs) 
So he, he does ask her for a date do-over because the first two did not go according to plan. And so she agrees to come over to his house. He's going to cook dinner for her. And prior to that though, is the next game. So Lager and Albert are at the next game. They have floor seats. Albert's super stoked because he's probably <laughs> never had seats like that in his entire life. And he never will again. Never. <laughs> And something happens. He goes and does his little whistly thing. And she's like, I've never been able to whistle like that. So he's like teaching her how to whistle. She spits all over him. Yeah. It's very. It's not, it's not COVID times, y'all. No. Mm. It's 2005. It's still gross. And then he spills mustard on his titty. And so then he's <laughs> trying to wipe that off. And so she's kind of just like noticing things, but she never says anything and she doesn't, isn't really bothered or embarrassed by it. She's just like, oh, shit happens. And then something else happens while he's like cleaning himself off and she's able to whistle and he's like, hey, you did it, do it again. So he's like encouraging her. It's a very sweet scene. Mm -hmm. And as all of these events are happening at the next game, Sarah and her camera guy are across court taking pictures of them to scoop, to get the scoop. And Sarah's just loving it. Yeah, Sarah's like, look how adorable they are. And so, so two dates, right, Trevor? And now hey. the bitch is in love. Hey. Two dates. <laughs> Head over heels. Look, his picked the wrong person. <laughs> yeah. He, he could have been on court side. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. But the producers didn't want a black-white relationship. Yeah, this so. is true. And now it's the end of the night. The The town car drops them off. I'm assuming Albert lives close by or is taking the subway home because <laughs> he gets out of the car too. I think he's just like, you should out of luck, son. <laughs> Final stop, end of line, everyone out. <laughs> And Albert's nervous and he doesn't know how to like proceed. And so they're standing on the stoop and she's fiddling with her keys, which is the sign that Hitch said that she wants the kiss. Her key ring, I have one because I'm a bougie bitch. And let Shannon, my key ring is from Tiffany's and it is sterling silver. Please and don't. it is the same one as Allegra has in this movie. Don't try to mm. rob Jackie, y'all. Okay. <laughs> hey, I, if you got it's, it, you got it. It's one of the only like bougie things I own. <laughs> anyway, moving on. That was for Shannon to prove to her that although I buy dresses on Amazon, <laughs> I own some nice things as well. Albert standing there awkwardly and then finally he just gives up. He's walking away and he starts wheezing. So he pulls out his inhaler, but instead of taking a hit off his inhaler, <laughs> he yells a Liger's name, chucks the inhaler and like walks with confidence to her and he goes 90, she comes 10. And after they kiss, he says goodnight. She goes inside and he does a little dance in the street because he's so happy. As he stood. You okay there, Danielle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, so then we see. Sarah kind of sets up 
a, a meeting at the zoo with Hitch that <laughs> Hitch doesn't know about. And she has her, her gay coworker do it. And I don't understand why she didn't have the photographer do it if if she felt like her gay coworker couldn't play straight. Yeah. That it was just such a weird thing. There's so many people in your office. And if you're this is your concern, why? Yeah. Why? She thought he could handle the responsibility. He clearly could not. He really could not. <laughs> could not. So <laughs> the photographer's like, oh, I see him. And so she's like, give me the camera. And she sees Hitch. And she turns around and legit. Phoebe runs away. <laughs> she does run really <laughs> weird in that scene. I'm like, what is happening right now with this running? Yeah. And the hitch catches on. Yeah. <laughs> his, I mean, like, why I don't what I don't understand is why he didn't just say that he was a gay man and he wanted to be hooked up with a yeah. man. Why did what's with the farce? Uh, like it's not like Hitch could not help with that. It's comedic relief, unfortunately. Mm. (laughs) So now it is the evening. Sarah is arriving at Hitch's apartment for their date. She comes in. Her energy. Bitch, go home. (laughs) She is chaotic. Just too much. Uh, Too much. She returns the shirt and at first she's nice. And then she starts putting on this, like, hmm, isn't that special kind of like attitude. She it's drinks rude. wine straight from the bottle. Rude. She's yeah. She's rude as fuck. Hitch has no fucking idea what is happening. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what's going on here. Then she grabs the veggies from the veggie tray and starts throwing them at him. Now, okay. It's a very dramatic third date. It is. It's the third (laughs) date. You're getting all wound up from Casey. You're Mm -hmm. quote unquote really feeling this guy. Why not have an open conversation? So now I can tell that you can't regulate your emotions. Mm -hmm. Do I want to date someone who can't even have a conversation when they're mad? You're fucking throwing things at me. You're drinking out of my wine. You're fucking up my house. You go sweep that shit up. I don't even know you. Right. <laughs> Bitch, you can go. We're not even he's, dating. He, right. He's using the salad spinner top as a shield <laughs> to protect himself from the broccoli and cauliflower she's throwing at him. Then he starts throwing salad at her. And he's caught on now that she's figured out what he does for a living. And but still not why she's super angry about it. I guess he just thinks that she doesn't approve of his line of work. And she has like salad all over her. She grabs some leaves, shoves them in her mouth, and then exits the apartment. I would be so done with her after this because, yes, I understand you're protective of your friend, but you haven't even tried to like communicate with me and you're throwing shit. I don't, you know, Mm. I don't like Mm -mm. people to waste food. (laughs) <laughs> i did write she she eats some of the salad and then she leaves ha ha leaves <laughs> you're so stupid 
I cracked myself up right there. <laughs> Why you keep oh, me around? Oh, it's in parentheses. Yes, leaves. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so the next scene is Albert is walking to work. He's on cloud nine. And then he passes a newsstand. And he sees the article about him and Allegra. And he flips the fuck out. He starts tearing the newsstand apart. The the owner he, of the newsstand is he like out because the owner says some shit with, to him. Yeah, like uh, uh, you getting it with Allegra, <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> "Fuck you, man!" And just Very starts tearing it so <laughs> dramatic. And Albert is then arrested for violating the newsstand, <laughs> as he should. That's that's some crazy shit. Yes. And then also, because the article is about how Albert hired Hitch to get with Allegra and their relationship was based on a farce or whatever. Yeah. Which, I mean, not entirely wrong, but what Albert and Allegra have is real. Not based on Hitch. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Everything she that endears Allegra to Albert is authentic to who Albert is which we find out in a little while. But at the same time, or like later that evening, Casey and Sarah go speed dating and they're sitting there and Hitch shows up and interrupts Sarah's speed dates uh, because he's like, I want to talk to you and you won't talk to me and you were a legit batshit crazy person last night. She moved on so fast. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're speed dating, bitch? You speed dating? You fuck up my career? And we speed dating? I would have New Jersey housewife that fucking table. <laughs> the hell? Yo, Sarah, not so real she, good in my book right now. Yeah, so she maintains she's protecting women from people like Hitch. And, and, and he's just like, I don't, like, what? what is happening right now and he does she she, he say i like you he said that he provides like the situation because a lot of men have a hard time just talking to women or saying that hey i like you it's just not that easy for them yeah he's making situations to make it very easy for these men to have a chance to Mm -hmm. to be with these women even the playing field right number four yeah Hey, <laughs> this is the main, this is the re- most rewatched scene. <laughs> so and this is when Hitch is like, I'm missing something. I don't understand why you think like, I hate women. And she's like, why don't you go ask your buddy Vance? And he's like, oh, I told that fucker to fuck off because he was only out for the pee and I don't like play like that right and because you're not a real fucking journalist and you out here on hopes you didn't know and wishes <laughs> and, <laughs> and ruined my career yet again i'll say that and this relationship of three fucking days <laughs> and and he very wild <laughs> very wild dates and he he literally says because of jerks like him is the reason that i even have a job that his his I'm not I'm not gonna lie his scene in this too was so dramatic it was just 
everybody being real in their drama <laughs> and casey says i believe him like i i believe fuck you that- casey shut the fuck up casey. she's writing some wrongs you know she she she, uh, she now knows she fucked up and she now knows Casey, you, you, you ain't nothing but the late. gum on the bottom <laughs> of my late. fucking shoe. It's too late. Yeah. So now the next day, Sarah goes and finds Hitch jogging. I, I hope she's just like outside his apartment and hasn't been like stalking him to find where his jogging route is. A couple that stalks together stays together. <laughs> And she's trying to apologize and he's like, you know what? I don't like to get involved past a certain point. And that point was a week ago, three dates. As you should. (laughs) (laughs) That should have been the end of the movie. Yep. Yep. And so she's like, I didn't mean to hurt you. And he replied like a a man. Sorry, Trevor. And he said, you didn't. Hey. Why y'all be doing that though? Why? So we watch hits. Look, <laughs> it's all coming. It's all coming. Oh, and uh. and then he meets. Then he meets with Albert, and Albert is miserable, and mm-hmm. and Hitch is kind of like on his dick shit right now. And so Albert's like, "You don't even. So you're selling the shit, but you're not buying it for yourself when it comes to love." And you know, he's like, I'm not giving up on my woman. And so they have, you know, they have a little spat or whatever. And then it, and then he leaves, Albert leaves. And then it hit Hitch that he should try, maybe try to help to fix what he can with the, the whole Legra situation mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, th- he feels bad. And of course, as he's leaving the apartment and going out into the world, he keeps running into some of his potential <laughs> or his past his clients. clients. And that scene is kind of funny, but I don't know why he, he would say he would out him after name. be like, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, see you later, Tony. And the wife's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> so he goes down to the docks to go meet Allegra. And so he's just, she's pretty much just trying to figure out like what's real uh, out of all the things, because now she feels like the relationship or how she was feeling about Albert wasn't real because Hitch has been coaching him the whole, the whole time. And then she starts saying all the things that she loves about Albert and realized Hitch didn't do shit. What did he do? <laughs> he just, but all Hitch did was give Albert the confidence to yeah. be able mm-hmm. to talk to someone like Allegra. And so they both come to the realization that, you know, women do like the auth- authenticity and the, the weird little shenanigans. <laughs> or corpse that people have that men have and they hug and albert loses his shit because he can't he's like you running up on my bitch i'm gonna cut you and he starts choking out hitch but then you know allegra stops that so yeah so the their relationship has mended and now hitch has realized that you don't have to do all of these tricks you can be vulnerable with a woman and she can actually like who you are and so he goes to make amends with Sarah, shows up at her apartment. He's trying to talk to her, but he's a blubbering mess. And so he's like, can you just close the door? And he has this conversation through the door where he says, I want to be miserable if that's what it takes to make you happy. And she's like, the fuck? 
And he's like, no, 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 it didn't come out right. And she says, we should just go our separate ways. And he's like, that's not good enough. I want to be with you. And then of course, this random handsome man comes from the apartment and then they just start <laughs> going downstairs and, and he's still giving she, off. This- she knew what she was doing. Of course, <laughs> because her ego was hurt when she tried to go talk to him the other day and he mm-hmm. was being a little ass. And so now she's returning the favor and you know, people, somebody got to be mature. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so she is all emotional and he's still giving out million speeches to her as she's trying to race off with, as we know, the brother. Manual mini, and she can't drive a manual. I don't know why she didn't make him drive right, and just like, be like, just, just peel out. Right. Like, <laughs> I need to GTFO. And Hitch does say like, I'm a guy since when do we get things right the first time? Like, I fucked up. I don't like that we're setting the bar this fucking low. (laughs) The bar was high. (laughs) She messed up the bar. (laughs) And then he gets on top of the the car. Yeah. Trying to tell her, like, I don't even know who this dude is. I don't fucking care who this dude is. And he's now on the roof of the car trying to talk to her through the... I've seen that happen before. That's real life. (laughs) (laughs) That's Nola style. No, that's, that's real. <laughs> and then she breaks hard like mm-hmm. an idiot. He goes flying. I don't know how he's not hurt more than he should. He is or whatever. She runs out. Oh, God, blah, blah, blah. What I don't understand is why is her sister down the street? She was getting snacks for the drive. She came out of a bodega. Super weird. Super weird. So yes, then they say, I love you because fourth date. Why not? (laughs) If you're not married by the fourth date, what are you really doing? (laughs) (laughs) And then the final scene of the movie is Albert and Allegra's wedding. And we see uh, apparently everyone's invited. People they didn't know were invited because Casey was there. Yeah, why? Okay, so Casey should not have been in, invited to the wedding. Just oh, everybody, everybody that was there just in the movie was <laughs> invited to the wedding. <laughs> All the extras. <laughs> and this this old lady comes, Casey's sitting by herself at a table. This old grandma comes up, sits at the table, pops a cherry into her mouth and starts choking. So Casey does the Heimlich maneuver mm-hmm. and the old lady's grandson comes running up and is like, oh, thank you so much for saving my grandmother. And so they're introduced. And then the grandma winks at Hitch. Oh, Jesus. Mm. I think. Wasn't there a Hitch too? There should have been a Hitch too. So Will Smith had like a bunch of ideas to do Hitch too, but then when it came down to it, he just, it just didn't feel right or whatever for him. It just didn't add up. So there was no Hitch. Because it was going to be a base around that lady. That's why. <laughs> well, I just feel like the best way to, that they should have ended Casey's story was that she choked on something. Nobody got to her fast enough. And the mm-hmm. movie ended at her. Oh, Danielle, I thought you were going to say it was like an actual, like she met someone organically, like she choked on something. Did, and then a doctor it. ran up and, <laughs> and I'm like, her. <laughs> Instead, you'd be killing off Casey. In heaven, she found a soulmate. 
She would Jesus now. <laughs> so then the end scene when credits are rolling is there they've set up a, a row. They're what do you doing call that? Soul train line. Okay, Soul Train Line. Thank you. You're I know how to name. <laughs> which is my the, background. They're doing the Soul Train Soul Train Line. They're doing their bad dances and they are dancing to Heavy D. Now that I found love. Classic. Yep. Um and then Hitch has a voiceover and he says basic principles there are none because he has learned his lesson and needs a new career i hope he saved his money (laughs) i hope he had a good 401k (laughs) because you're now with a bitch who fucked up your career how is that relationship gonna last i do not know you know they're just gonna movie look Maybe he's divorced. He has to get back out there, dust yeah. off some of his old tricks. And that is Hitch. <laughs> yes, we done. Ooh. Oh, Trevor. Yeah. Now that <laughs> you've watched the movie, we've retold it. What would your rating be now? Would it still be a five-day rental? Or is it going lower? Or is it going higher? <laughs> See, now that you said all the bad stuff about the people in the movie... <laughs> I'm gonna have to lower it down two days. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, it's uh, uh it's nothing to write home uh, about. See, you said too much bad stuff about the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I, I mean, if we were going by that, none of our movies will make it. Hey. <laughs> we can shit talk the movie and still really love, love it. it, even. <laughs> Uh, disregarding all of the problematic things that happen in it, See, I still, I still think it's the top, top guy movie. Yeah. So just them scenes, but then the girls in the movie, they offset it. Well, I mean, oh, we're not, the problem. Let's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Let's, <laughs> we're doing so good. We at the end, and we're pulling craziness right now. I do agree that Casey was. She was an anchor, you know? Well, well, Danielle tried to kill her, so. Yeah. (laughs) Unsuccessfully. Jackie? Mine is still would buy it. I own it. Hey. Yeah, same. Oh, so now now I'm going to sound bad for it. No. (laughs) No. We did not say anything. We just just asked you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell everybody one more time how they can find you and your wonderful videos and just get to know you more and follow you on social. If y'all stuck around <laughs> to the end of this, they you can follow have. me. Just- <laughs> <laughs> y'all can find me on TikTok at Trevor Norris, T-R-E-V-O-R-N-O-R-R-I-S. Um, I got a blue check. So it's me. This look like this. I look like this. I love it. <laughs> and on Instagram and Twitter at Trevor underscore Norris zero. And that's it. Love it. Perfect. Follow him. He is yes. hilarious. We love his videos. And if you have <laughs> some shit talk or hot takes of this movie, hit us up at No More Late Fees on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube, or hit us up at our quick drop our voicemail box 
and MLF 909-601-6653. We just love to hear from you. So uh, leave us a message, tell us what you think, uh, give us stories, and you can be featured on a future episode. And we just want to welcome one of our new Patreon besties, Jennifer, aka semicolon Jen on Instagram. Love her, love her, love her. Thank you so much for being one of our besties. And we hope that you're enjoying our wonderful Patreon community. And we have one of our Patreon besties is celebrating a birthday. A very happy birthday to our Patreon bestie, Stephanie. We adore your uh, dedication to the podcast. You're always listening, always giving feedback, laughing right along with us. And so we just, we appreciate you so much and we hope you have a wonderful day. Happy birthday, Stephanie. And if you think more people should listen to the show, leave us a five-star review on Apple so that more people can find out about us because that would be very helpful. Yes, give us a five-star review. Stop what you're doing. Now you can listen. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can listen. (laughs) And stay tuned for next week. We are getting our groove back with how Stella got her groove back. I'm so excited about that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and thank you again, Trevor, for joining us. We had a blast. Of course. It was so much fun. (laughs) And until next time, be kind and rewind.